0: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton.
3: Well, not exactly. That's not the um, <laughs> uh, cast of characters for this show. You know, we, we do a little bit of everything on the Cowboys Break. I don't think we've actually had this combination before, but I'm I'm happy to, to be here. Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Jesse Holly joins the shot. What the up, first dude? time
2: for the break? This is the first time you and I have ever worked together. Really, ever on anything?
3: Well, not exactly. I, mean, I did a story with you after you were. I was gonna scoring, say he, he you know covered you that big for at least a the couple 49ers, of years, and yeah. we sat down. And well, I that's did like different. A Three thousand.
2: Yeah, I that's know. different. That's different. That's 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 us both doing work. I it just wrote a story
3: about up. you like like two days ago. Did it's you? a small little story. Yeah, it's for the a book that we're working on the 60th oh, anniversary book. So nice. Yeah, I figured you would be a nice little sidebar. We'll in make the it in there. 2011 <laughs> season. All right. A couple paragraphs. of going on here, huh? Understatement. You know what? Well, it Bef- depends on your definition of happening. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know what? I totally forgot about one name, big name, that's been linked to the Cowboys. I'm trying to, like, throw all the names that are in and out and all that. <laughs> Before we get going, I just want to say this. You guys can chime in on, on your thoughts on this. My opinion, obviously, you know, this. there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. We know that. We know that from the outside. And bigger stuff than football. So, yes, that being said, we're not being tone deaf to anything that's going on, but you know, this is hopefully maybe gives people a little bit of a break. That's what the show's called; gives them a break from some of the news that they read, and it can it can be kind of you get tired head doing that. So we know that there's bigger stuff going on, but we're you know going to take this time here and talk about cowboys, talk about football, and hopefully
0: things get back to reality. It's been a really weird week because. You know, the league decided to go forward with free agency and probably for the better because there's no guarantee that this is going to remarkably improve in the next few weeks. So it's been a really nice distraction to think about, oh, man, okay, this guy's going like Tom Brady's going to Tampa. Like, what's that going to look like? But then, like, as soon as I start thinking about that, I'm like, well, like, can he get his physical? Like, when are the OTAs? Like, when are we actually (laughs) going to get to see Tom Brady wear a Buccaneer uniform? It's just really weird. But. It has been nice to have this stuff to talk about and think about for sure. Jesse, uh, just now you were kind of
3: asking what was the biggest thing that you thought you know in free agency around the league, and I think we said Tom Brady. You asked the question, you really didn't give the answer. What was what was your answer? I guess Cowboys related or just anything NFL?
2: Um, I mean, of course, and the question was outside of the DeAndre Hopkins, yeah, steal,
0: steal. Is an understatement.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for that, I, you know, I would I would say the Miami Dolphins to me, and I know that's kind of like far, but the Miami Dolphins has I don't know who they bank with, I, I don't know who signed the checks over there, but they have opened up the vault and have just been signing guys left and right, giving out big money. Um, a lot of the guys have Patriot ties. Brian Flores has a Patriot tie, but th- they have they have shockingly opened up the checkbook and been signing guys left and right.
0: And you can do that when you spend two years offloading all your good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know they they were the team that was tanking at the start of last yeah. season, and they you know they shipped Robert Quinn to Dallas for pennies. They got rid. I mean, now you know they got Byron Jones, they got Kyle Van Noy. They're starting to add these players, but before. A month ago, I, you know, I struggled to tell you. They even shipped Kenyon Drake out of town. I struggled to tell you who was on that roster. So, at least in that regard, it makes sense that they had $80 million to give to Byron Jones. (laughs) You know, you mentioned Hopkins. I thought the funniest thing that I've seen
3: on social media (laughs) is when someone said that the Buccaneer, that Chris Godwin, who wears number twelve for the Bucks is going to get more for giving up number twelve to Brady than Bill O'Brien got for for gi- giving
2: nice. up nice, yeah. But that's a serious question, though. Like that is True. a serious question. The number? What is he going to give up for that number? Like, where's your what? I mean, he has a logo that says TB twelve, right? right? That's his logo. The, you can't. He's got to work. They'll make it work. And you're in, and you're in Tampa. So TB twelve in Tampa Bay. At, oh yeah. I'll give you can I give a quick number story yeah. very quickly during my time at UNT I played basketball as well and my number was 24 um and so one day during like the spring summertime I'm sitting in a um a jangles having lunch by myself I get a call from an assistant coach uh CB uh, C. McGrath calls me and he goes hey just just out of curiosity, is there any other number that you like besides 24? I'm just like, nah, man, we 24 in basketball in high school. Like, that's my digs. That's yeah. my number. He's like, think about it, and I'll call you back in 30 minutes. Uh-oh. So I go, uh-huh. whatever. I finished eating my chicken, and he called me back and says, so have you thought about it? I'm like, CB, no, I haven't thought about it. He's like, I'm like, he's like, so we don't want to give you a new number. We kind of want you to kind of pick your own uh-huh. new number. I'm like, what are you talking about? They're well, giving at, you the illusion of choice here. At that time, <laughs> we had just signed the number one recruit in the country, Marvin Williams, and he wanted number 24. Mm. So they were like, yeah, we basically promised Marvin that he'll wear number 24. And because you're like the seventh, eighth guy off the bench, and he's the number one recruit in the country, what number would you like? Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. zero. They was like, cool, thank you, hung up. And worried. so I wore number zero for that that next Which, year. You know, this it, it, in
0: college they can kind right. of do what they want. Like Chris Godwin will probably get like a charitable donation out of it, and maybe Tom will buy him a Rolex or something. But he's getting twelve.
2: Yeah, my my number starts at a hundred grand though. Like that's when my okay. the, the floor is at a hundred. I mean, I think Tom can afford it.
0: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: All right, let's get to Cowboy news. Let's start where things have have done here in the last few days. Um, Kai Forbath, Anthony Brown, those guys are expected to sign with the Cowboys. Of course, everything's a little bit different and dotted line, greeted terms. Maybe some of them have come in and signed it, but Brown, Forbath, Joe Looney looks like he's headed there, headed back here as well. Maurice Kennedy, is that how we Maurice say it? Maurice Kennedy. Kennedy, cornerback uh, from the Ravens and Jets, Jets, maybe. Spent some
0: time with the mm-hmm. Jets. Um, Blake but Jarwin Blake and signed
2: his already don't right?
0: forget the $100 million guy. What? Amari. Those guys are expected to sign. I'm actually starting
3: backwards. <laughs> oh, okay. I was like, you know, like I was kind of thinking that maybe you covered it some in the show you did yesterday. I'm <laughs> just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, they were written down. Okay, I, right. I was going in with the recent bad. stuff. I feel like everyone listening is, you know, they're keeping up with this. So yeah. let's talk about the recent stuff first, go backwards. Yes, we'll hit to the, the big hitters uh in a second. Um you like the Four bath move? Four bath? I guess. As I long mean,
0: as it's not the only thing they do. Yeah. Like, as long as it's not just, yeah, Kaiser guy. He was yeah, great. He was great for a month last year. You know, mm-hmm. how, 10, 10 kicks, I think. I mean, he was great. No disrespect to him. He didn't miss a single extra point or field goal, yeah, right? I,
3: I count 20 now. It used to be just field goals. No, but for sure. Now, I mean, after you you the have struggles. You count everything yeah.
0: with, with the way the rules are now, and especially with him. I mean, he's missed some. Happy to have him back, but. You know, I don't like the idea of it's just his job. Just him and Well it's not
3: just him, but I was it Tristan Biscayno you know, or Yeah. They have another kicker. Yeah. He'll be probably going to camp, but still
0: Somebody else. I want there to be at least two kickers. Yeah. And like not like a guy that saves Kai's leg on off days, but like a guy that's competing to be the Cowboys
2: no. kicker. Isn't it a little bit crazy that we've come to a point in NFL football now where we have discussions about kickers because they've been so sporadic? Like this wouldn't have been a discussion ten years ago. Like we would have been like, oh, we wouldn't have even mentioned the kicker. Yeah. Like he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been in any of the mentions of Signees. He wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have, like, he might have a small sentence if you were listing all the signings. That, you know, but now, because of one, where the NFL is at and how kicking has become so crucial and so crazy at times, and then where this team has been in the last year or so with the inconsistency of kicking. Yeah. Now we have to have this conversation about is this guy going to be good enough well, for the long haul? How many times do the Cowboys blow
3: out a team?
0: I mean, it's few, isn't it? Yeah. Well, last year it felt like they were either
2: blowing
3: yeah. people
0: out in wins or losing.
3: I mean, really, mean, over so. the last five or six years, though, they don't blow a lot of teams no. out. And they don't
2: get blown out. But so. that was the philosophy of Jason Garrett, though. But, Jason Garrett right. always wanted to be, as long as I'm within a puncher's chance. Like an 8-8 eight and eight type of guy. Mm. At the end of the game, that was always his philosophy. Well, he man, was never I, looking to blow anyone out. He was always saying... "No." Hey, I ain't.
3: And that, so that's why kicking comes important, and you know we, and it's not just at the end of the games. I mean, think about it. If a guy, if a team gets the ball with a minute thirty to go before halftime, you kind of think with their two minute offense they're going to get down and at least get in position and kick a field goal. So field goals, they always matter at the end of the half, end of the game. So you know, I, I, I think it's, it's it's good to have four Beth back but I agree with you like let's, let's see what else because all it takes for
0: him is one missed extra point in the season opener <laughs> and then you're already thinking okay not to, not to jump the gun on your talking points like I already yeah. did but like that's kind of how I feel about everything they've done so far All right. I'm like I like that as long as it's not the only thing they're going to do let's go down the list then okay.
3: um, let's, Anthony Brown I mean obviously that won't be the only thing but I love it you need four corners yeah. right? right so they've got three
0: for sure, That, yeah. that three with starting slash major playing experience: Brown, Cheeto, and Jordan, Jordan Lewis. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, when Brown resigned or agreed last night, like a lot of people were dogging him. He's, I mean, he's been. I swear to God, there's people that just like there's this cornerback out oh. there that's never been beaten for like, oh, he just gives <laughs> up play. I'm like, well, yeah, like that's what happens. What, like teams throw the ball 40 times a game. Yeah. But, what I
3: love is I had someone say I would rather have kept Alumba Lumba and let this guy go. And I was like, it's have ridiculous. you ever seen him race? <laughs> I know this isn't like fifth grade, but have you seen the guys race? Because if you would have seen, if they would race, Anthony Brown and Donovan Alumba, it like wouldn't be close. Anthony Brown would be able to turn around at the end and kind of like wave to I mean, it's probably the difference of
0: 4'3 and a 4'6, four, 4'7 four, guy. That was Alumba's problem. He just couldn't run. It's absolutely that's that's ridiculous. Like Anthony Brown, he's honestly for me, like if he's your third corner, then your secondary is probably pretty damn good. Yeah. Like four-year starter, he's played slot, he's played outside. I think I mean he's he's adequate, if
2: not outright yeah. good. And with the new changes that this Cowboys defense will be making, um Al Harris is one of those guys who wants to get up and impress you. Like he's the new DB coach. So you're going to need to have that recovery speed. You're going to need to be able to, you know, challenge the guy at the line of scrimmage and then be able to run and track guys out. Hopefully this year turn to look for the ball. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. But that that's going to be a methodology of how Al Harris and that, you know, Mike Nolan they teach that up in your face, press at the line of scrimmage. So that speed that you're talking about is going to be necessary and a guy like Alumba wouldn't fit into the scheme of what they want to do because once you get beat from the line, you have no recovery speed.
0: Which I can hear the rebuttal coming at me right now and I get it. I said, if A.B. is your third best corner, you're feeling pretty good. You can easily make the argument he's currently the best corner on this team. And that's a little troubling. Yeah, It's not like I don't feel good about the cornerback group on this team I don't I don't feel great about it yeah. I do like the decision to bring Anthony Brown back I would love for them to go get another free agent or draft a guy highly or maybe even both um, but I think it's a nice step in the right direction you know I we always talk about free agency being able to cover you know
3: the bases on these positions so you go into the draft and you don't need a guy you don't have to have that position I think if they don't do anything else at corner I still think feel like you've got to get a cornerback in the first two rounds.
0: That's I that's yeah. kind of where I'm at is no disrespect to Jordan Lewis or Cheeto, but I don't look at those three and I'm just like, well, if we don't do anything else to this position, we're fine. Right. Like I don't know how you could feel that way. Yeah. Uh, they're free agents. Two of them are free agents next year. Exa- so. And then yeah, I mean, if you're looking at the big picture, then you're just setting yourself up to be in deep trouble next year. So yeah. I really—I w- I wanted them to take a look uh, at Desmond Trufant, but it looks like he's off to Detroit. So I think the market is—you know, it's crazy how that happens. It's technically the second day of official free agency, and the market's kind of— Would you have traded a third and a fifth for it, like Philly did for Darius Slay? I would have traded a third and a fifth, but when you—then you add paying him $50 million oh, yeah. over three years. I don't hate that deal, but I—you know, I'm not sitting here thinking the Cowboys blew it by not doing that either. Yeah. Now, now they've got a guy. ain't you know, they've got a guy that he
3: actually did a really nice job, if I remember, against Amari Cooper. Yep. Of course, into
0: in two career matchups, he's yeah. done really well against Coop. Are they both on the road? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about one of them, but he they played the Lions in Detroit last year, and yeah. Cooper actually had a really amazing catch on him. If it was going around Twitter last oh, night, yeah, the yeah. sideline catch, Side that was, but
3: that was it though. He
0: had three catches for thirty-eight yards. Yeah. Slay so did a pretty good job.
3: Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving here. Um, Joe Looney looks like that's going to happen. Uh, that's, you know, that's a that's another good solid move there because remember on game day he can play three positions. He's your backup center, he's your backup guard. Everybody on our social media team, I'm sure loves to have Joe <laughs> Looney back. He does they ask him to do everything and he does. He's great. Well, I th- I mean but he's a good player. We
0: we love him for his personality, but I think that matters in the locker room too. I, I think he's yeah. a widely beloved guy. I mean, like he he's a a backup and sort of has this elevated presence because of how much his teammates love him and respect him. Played really well for Frederick a couple years ago. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I love that. that. I yep. love that.
3: Your deep snaps will be good next year. Fine with that. I'm totally fine with that.
0: LP is going to be doing this for ten more years. I feel like.
3: And what did you say?
0: Nobody's nobody's
3: winning life better than <laughs> nobody. nobody.
0: Million dollars. I've said this years ago. It's like <laughs> the best <laughs> years ago. Other than backup quarterback, it's the next best position in football. But I will
3: say this, and people just think the snapping—that's what you have to do most of the time. But if he if he was a liability to run down on a punt, I mean, you still have to run down forty yards and. And, you know, you, you'd you like to think other guys will make that tackle, especially if the punt's high enough and all that. But he's still able to go and do that, and he keeps his body good and all that. But
2: don't discredit that snapping part. Like, that is so—when you watch a, a, a guy come off the edge for a field goal block, and there are— I mean millimeters from blocking it. Yeah, it's simply because the snap got that back there, and it wasn't high and it wasn't left or right. I mean, it got to the point so that the catcher can get it and get it down and get it kicked. And doesn't even have to spin like, it. That is so important when you're talking about. And then also for special teams, and because I played with LP, when you come up for a punt, LP will sometimes help you get into the right call, right? Because mm. a personal player may come up and call the wrong call, and he'll go, "Hey, no, 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 no." Fifty three. Fifty three. You'd be like, Oh, okay, yeah, that's better. So he'll he'll adjust you sometimes at the line of scrimmage to get you in the right call.
0: What is he's like thirty eight something? Yeah. I mean if his snaps don't drop off, like he can just keep re signing one year deals and for ten more years, I don't care. So he's played two hundred and thirty seven games.
3: If he plays sixteen more, that's what, two fifty three? Yeah and Jason Witten's at 255 and I'm just going to segue into the fact that I think Jason Witten has done it 255 <laughs> for the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh there's been reports that he's going to the Raiders, so we'll see how
0: It's a all weird that goes. it's a we- I mean this it's a weird week for everyone cause, and you've seen teams kind of poking fun at it on Twitter is like the NFL's not letting teams announce these signings. So the, the, there's a lot of room for no, interpretation. No, no. They're,
3: they're letting teams announce the signings. They're not letting teams announce agreed to terms. Ah,
0: yeah. You're, well, yeah, if you do actually get your you, physical and sign, right. you can announce it. But because of COVID-19, a lot of guys aren't getting their physicals, therefore are not signing. And so, it's a strange week. And I, I do understand that. You know, yeah. They, they agreed
3: to terms with this guy or this guy, and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I guess we can't call him. And when in reality really not done yet but uh one of those guys we'll just skip it around here one of those guys that that it's it's kind of interesting on what will happen with, with him is gerald mccoy uh defensive tackle six-time pro bowler played for mostly for the bucks also with carolina last year and you know he's a guy that i think pending a physical that, that that's a guy that will the cowboys will sign if they uh you know can get him in here do we like the move there malik collins younger moves on McCoy, more established, older guy, but a different type of player, different fit.
2: Now, will he be playing inside or outside? Because he played a lot of um, outside, rushing off the edge – for Carolina last year,
0: I would imagine, and he did, but I would imagine he will primarily be their three technique okay. with some versatility that's, to move
3: outside. That's what I. That's that's the position that I thought he was playing. Yeah. I really didn't know he played some of the defense. He, he did. Yeah. Like they
0: moved him out they a little do, bit, but I would. He's their three technique.
2: I, I'm with this Gerald McCoy. I'm like David. I'm okay with the signing, but this can't be all that they do. I think. I think this one is a couple years. T- Late for me, because mm-hmm. um, I've been wanting him a couple years ago. Yeah, and he's finally gotten here. He, he said he seems to be ecstatic. It's crazy. He has a son that's going to Oklahoma next year. Stepson. A so stepson. I mean,
0: it's not as crazy as it could be. Okay. But, okay. Yeah. But
2: I was like, when I saw that, I was like, wait, he has a son going to Oklahoma. But I'm okay with this. I think this is a a piece that will that will help on the inside. Yeah. I don't know what the deal is with Tyrone Crawford. Is he gonna you know, the
3: forgotten man. I think he's back. I do. Now they might have to restructure his deal a little bit. He's supposed to make eight million, I think, next yeah. year. But I do think he's back. Now, the the question with him, which has been the question forever, is what position does he play? Does he play in? Does he play um inside? I mean, how are they gonna use him? But from what I was been told about what the what they to tackle, it's not Rod Marinelli's defensive tackles anymore. Obviously, they want bigger guys that more clog up the middle and not as much of you know moving the pocket up rushmen that get up the field. Not that McCoy can't do that, but I do think you'll see some kind of big defensive tackle, and that's not Crawford. So,
2: and I think that's important. I think because what we have at linebacker, you know, bringing back Sean Lee. Uh, you know, we, we pray that, that Leighton's neck kind of comes together. Those necks are always tricky. Yeah. Um, and then we pray that we get a resurgence from Jalen Smith. Those guys are better when they don't have to deal with fat guys. So if you get fat guys to clog up the other fat guys mm-hmm. and let those other guys be athletes, Sean Lee's going to be able to diagnose whatever the play is. I, I'm confident of the knowledge of Sean Lee. Now, his body may not react the way you want it or as fast to react as it used to, He'll be able to know where the play is going. Layton, if he can be healthy, has the capability of, of running down anywhere, sideline to sideline, and we all know what Jalen can be athletically. But when they have to deal with fat guys, when they have to deal with other 300-pound guys that they have to shed and get off, that is where they begin to struggle through the course of a game. So if you've got some bigger guys in front of them that allow them to just be free-flowing tackling machines, now you've created something for those guys to go and be athletes, to go out there and just do what they normally do instead of having to deal with shedding guys because they just can't. Like they're 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 not your traditional linebackers. They're more of your run fast linebackers. And we have to deal with those fat dudes through the course of the game. That wears them down.
3: What is your defensive tackle position looking like right now? Let's That's
0: so I really like the McCoy signing. It's funny to me, you know. And and obviously, you know Rod Marinelli's not here. Maybe that's part of it. They didn't want him. He got one year for ten million last year with Carolina. They weren't interested there. He signs here for a reported, or he agrees here. Whatever. We'll see. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a weird week. But the deal that is supposedly in place is three for twenty. With bonuses, It comes out to like six a year. So it's, I mean, it's always going to be about cost with these guys, it seems like. Um, but I think he's still got gas in the tank. He played well in Carolina. The thing, again, like Jesse said, it can't be all they're going to do. I mean, mathematically, it can't be all they're going to do because they literally have Gerald McCoy and Tristan Hill. And that's, I was sitting here yesterday. I'm like, eh, this, these nose tackles are dwindling because <laughs> Linval Joseph is gone. Sean Robinson is gone. I think there's a couple other guys that have gotten snatched off the market, too, to where I'm like, I would love for you to invest in both of these positions, and I'm, I'm curious to see what, what that entails.
2: Snacks right. Harris is still out there. He's still available. you want snacks. Like snacks.
0: If you want to see me do some fist pumping, yes. make that happen. I'll be right there with you. All right, we're working backwards
3: here. We went, this, these are the moves that, that have happened uh, recently, not the biggest moves they've done this week. We're going to go to break, come back, we're going to talk about the big three, Jarwin, Dag Cooper, maybe not in that order.
0: Your new apartment's big.
1: Such a great deal.
0: Uh, it's okay.
1: Just okay. What's not too. Right
0: above the subway.
1: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after. The- that's
0: my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for $0
2: down. Based on GWS1 score September 2019. Do you want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys
0: content on Alexa, you can have all the answers. Secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions To Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you.
2: Just say Alexa, Open Dallas Cowboys.
1: Whether you're into being a part of this or more into something like this, SeatGeek has the tickets to the events you love. It's the easiest way to find, buy, and sell tickets. Plus, with their Deal Score technology, they'll recommend the best seats in the house at the best value. So the next time you're craving this. see geek app and let's go
0: Tumblers at OtterBox.com. Back to the break.
3: All right, we're back here on the uh, the break. We're talking a little reality TV show from uh, J- Jesse Hawley. Of course, he won fourth and long. What what was that? Long Ten time years time ago. ago. Yeah, 2010. Nine. Awesome though. Nine. Uh, nine years. Nine. Ago? No,
2: 2009. 2009.
3: Yeah. Got you into the Cowboys on 2010. I still – my favorite story, it's not – everyone will say the the 49ers running 77 yards. My favorite one is the, is the Vikings game, and I know they played it uh, on here or yeah. the, the last week. about. But the, the best part about that whole thing was that it was a punt that just landed right to you. You turned and scored. But that got you onto the practice squad yep. that year. And that play – was fourth and long.
2: It was, and they punted, and it went
3: right to you, and you said, eh, "I'll just take this to the
2: house." Go do it, man. We need. We needed to make a play. We were losing in that game, and
3: see, that was the fourth preseason game, and in your mind, we needed to make a play. In most of the other players' mind, is I'm running out of sunflower seeds, right? You know, like this this game. You know, <laughs> I, I get my pads off, right? All that right. Stuff. But not for everyone, and we have seen fourth preseason
2: game can matter to to certain.
3: Uh, That's why I want
2: them to eliminate. Preseason, like don't treat preseason like it's nothing because it means something to those. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything to Dak and to Zeke and to Amari, yeah. but guys like me, it means something. So every opportunity that we get, because you don't get them in practice. Yeah. You guys know that you at training camp. Like, if you're in training camp and you get two reps, you've had a good day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the starters get all the reps. Well, so. guess what?
3: I know. The Cowboys get five preseason oh, games yeah. this year.
0: We hope. Oh, yeah. Come on
3: now! I'm just, i just—I mean, know just that saying, was man. talking Cowboys. Let's not do that here. All right, all right. Let's go to what they did earlier in the week. Um, start. Let's go with Amari Cooper. I mean, five years, one hundred million dollars. That's the—that's the deal. That is signed. That deal is signed. By the way, um, what do you think about that? Do you think the Redskins came in at the last minute and kind of pushed up the price
0: somewhat? I feel like the price was probably always there, right? Always oh, twenty. I mean, that's yeah, twenty, and and I don't know. That's the way these things type of work, kind of work. I mean, Julio's at twenty two. I mean, you know, Mari doesn't have as great of a case for that, so he doesn't set the market. But how long ago did Odell sign his eighteen million dollar deal? Two years. Ago? Two years ago. So I mean, that that's just. So I don't know that I necessarily buy that the Redskins like drove the price up. I think that was probably always the price. Just when you account for yeah. the ever expanding market.
3: You know when you when you make that trade the way they did, and I I just remember thinking if they lose Amari Cooper, all the stuff that they said about Cooper being twenty four years old and all that, like that means you have to sign him because you're drafting, you're using your first round pick for him, so you, he has to be here. So I thought it was going to be a huge fail if the, if he wasn't. Um, I I still think that's a little high for what we saw last year. I don't think that he showed last year that he was the second best receiver in the NFL. I guess you could make the case Julio didn't say didn't show he was the first, but he has over the course of his career. But there's some concerns, I think, with Amari Cooper that are still there and and you wonder how him getting twenty million a year, you wonder how if it all changes anything.
2: I think a little bit of the concern and and they know more because and I mean they as Steven and Jerry Jones know more about was there a Rocky relationship between Omari and Sanjay and Amari and Jason. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the talks about that last year and how that played into whatever the performance was on the field. And now that you have a fresh start, and I think what Mike McCarthy looks at and you go, we need a guy, if we're going to be successful at what we do offensively, we need a guy like this. We need, we're, we're going to be in three and four wide receiver sets. And it kills what we want to do schematically offensively if we don't have a dominant number one, you know, if we don't have a dominant number one that can set the tone of what we want to do offensively, then it kind of really kills what we can do everywhere else and how we can continue to grow Michael Gallup and how we can continue to grow Blake Jarwin and whoever the other piece they bring in to play in the slot. It kills all those other pieces if you don't have a guy outside that's going to command the defense's attention and the number one corner and the safety being, uh, uh, you know, moving over to that side. So I think when you add all that into the play, and then if I'm an agent, I'm going back and I'm saying, you saw what Dak was when you didn't have him, right? Like as, as, as much as you want to say what it was last year between the home and the waste splits about how those and the targets may be in, in the play of that, but you have to say to yourself, if I'm an agent, I'm going and I'm saying, okay, Mr. Jones, you remember what life was like before he got here. And if you want to start all over again with the devil that you don't know, but all means, don't pay us, and we'll go somewhere else. But if you want to keep this thing here and deal with the devil that you do know and build with the new offense that you are going to have with Mike McCarthy, then here's our number.
0: Five-year deals make me uncomfortable just as a general rule. Especially, I mean, you know, we all remember getting 2.1 years out of Dez's five-year deal. Like, you never know what's going to happen. A lot of these guys never see the end of them. So it, it makes me uncomfortable. But... Uh, one thing I read and, you know, shout out to Todd Archer. He's the King of breaking down contracts. He, you know, he laid this out in a really encouraging way for the Cowboys, which is that they have a get out clause after two years with this deal, because the vast majority of the guarantees are in the first two True, years. Yeah. So if you have to part ways in year three or year four, that's not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. And I feel perfectly fine with that. And for that matter, Amari's a young guy. I can imagine him finishing this deal like that's not crazy just because he's 26 right now right so that's fine and the other thing is i understand the concerns you know with you know the way the season ended you know people are put off by his demeanor sometimes i try to look at it the other way and say this guy's steady eddie like if that's how amari cooper handled himself in a contract year then i don't think getting this crazy payout is going to change too much about his demeanor uh and i i value that just you know it's, it's nice to know – I think you know exactly what you're going to get at all times from Amari Cooper, which is not something you could ever say about Dez. Um, and, and I, I can see you – I mean, yeah. I, I get it because, you know, he, he played two snaps against the Jets and he, he didn't go back in on fourth down against the Eagles. I just mean in terms of, like, his demeanor. Like, he's the same guy all the time. Yeah. And that can be frustrating, but he is not – I don't think he's an unpredictable guy. Uh, and I don't know. That gives me some peace of mind. Well,
3: I, I think last year was weird. You know, just because he there was games where he just didn't play well at all, and, and they were typically on the road. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if this if that's enough of a sample size to say he's only good at home and only good on the road. But I know last year, you know, maybe it's an indoors thing. You know, maybe it's you know when weather is tough and, and, and it's tough to pass and he you know harder for him to get open, but. You know, there were some games last year. I mean, New Orleans was another one. He had a couple of really tough pl- penalties that went against him. And yeah. those I think they were questionable offensive pass interference calls. But either way, you know, it affected that game. So, you know, he he had some moments where when he's on, they're really good. But when, when he's not, you know, the, the team
0: struggles. But that's probably the case for most number one receivers. I will take the full package of what we've seen from him over 25 games plus – him as a person over trying to find and that somewhere else. And I,
2: the crazy part about it, though, even when you talk about the home-away splits, like he was still a 1,000-yard receiver. <laughs> like That's the crazy part about it. Like he was still missing yeah. games, not finishing games, and, and, and whatever you want to say yeah. about whether his injury was he was there all season long— he Was still a thousand yard receiver, yeah.
3: and I think you know with him, and, and you you can attest to this more than anybody in, in this room, of course, is that when he was looking at other other things around the league, other situations, other potential you know teams he could go to, what better number two receiver is there that he could play next to? Because if Michael Gallup continues to play the way he is, it's going to be hard for teams to just say, "Well, we just got him one on one," because he's winning those battles. Right. So Cooper could. He's a smart guy. You know, he can see, all right, now, if this guy is over here doing what he does, it's going to be hard to get double and,
0: you know, double team me every play. I actually, uh, I pissed Keenan Allen off earlier this week because I was interested. I went and looked. I was like, you know, Cooper's back in the fold. The Cowboys have one of six pairs of 1,000 yard receivers in the league. There's only, I thought, there were only six teams that had them. I forgot about the Chargers. Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both had 1,000 yards last year, too. And, Keenan found my tweet. and <laughs> What he took he took exception to it, but it's fine. Okay, there's still only seven teams in the league that have it, so you know that's hold, cool. Hold on, hold on. Let's let's like <laughs> dig into this a little bit now. He did somebody retweet it? I'm that sure was... somebody probably snitch tagged me or something. You know how people like to do on Twitter. Oh, like oh Keenan, they're disrespecting you on Twitter. It was an honest mistake. I'm sorry, Keenan Allen. I like that. I like but, that term. Snitch tag.
3: Yeah,
2: That's yeah. people do it all the time. It gets you blocked on my on my Twitter page. Oh, if you know yeah. to me, I block you automatically. Yeah.
3: yeah. But oh, people have done that with me on this show for with Dak. A they thousand do it times.
0: all the time. It's yeah. it's gross. But yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't do it on purpose. I right. just it was an honest mistake. But so it's it's the Chargers, the Cowboys. I don't know why I'm trying to do this. I'm not going to remember them all Buffalo now because they have That's Stephon enough. Diggs. Yeah. Tampa Bay obviously is the big one. Oh uh, Buffalo! Like Buffalo now? has Diggs and John Brown. John Chargers. Brown 1000 four thousand. Yeah. What did Beasley get? Uh, I don't know, but it was it was John Brown and now Stephon Diggs. I don't remember. It's a pretty good three. You know, that's a pretty good trio of receivers.
3: Oh there. yeah. And yeah. the Cowboys talking about trios. the Cowboys obviously had one with Cobb. Now Randall Cobb's gone. But yeah. you know when, when you look and one thing, Dave, you and I have talked on the phone more this week than we have ever probably. Yes, uh, <laughs> um, and you despise talking on the phone, so it, it's been, it's been
0: well, you got to do despise. what you got to do. You got to adapt
3: on the fly in yeah. the, these times. But you know we we talked about this before. Yes, when if you were to just say before the whole thing, like they're going to lose Quinn, they're going to lose Cobb, they're going to lose Collins, they're going to lose Heath. You know who else have they lost? here? Witten. You know, uh, you know. If you look at all those. But you're like, all right, which deal would you have done?
0: You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have done three years, twenty seven for Cobb. I meant, to, I meant to bring that up with uh, Gerald McCoy too. Is I haven't seen the terms on Malik Collins, and I want to before True. I like make a judgment on that. I, w- I wonder how much he got. But yeah, no, I said this yesterday on the draft show. I really thought they were going to make a run at Cobb. All the writing was on the wall that they'd love to have him back. I would have been fine with that. And then I saw what Bill O'Brien gave him and I was like, "No, we're good." <laughs> no disrespect to Randall Cobb at right. all, but 27 million with 20 of it guaranteed. Yeah. For a turning, I believe 30-year-old receiver who like he was he was good last year and some drops, couldn't quite get on the same page with Dak at all times, had hamstring problems coming into his prove it year with the Cowboys. I just I like I, I think very highly of Randall Cobb, but that deal really surprised me.
2: And let me just do a quick PSA. If there, are, if this just so happened, there's any NFL player that listened to this show, or guys aspiring to be NFL players, or parents of players who want to be NFL players, be nice to your position in offensive and offensive defensive coordinators. Look around the league, guys that are getting signed, big money, Malik. Ka- All these guys. They're going to play for former coaches. Jeff Heath. Guys who who are going, guys who are one place and coaches get fired or move or make changes, they always want to bring a guy or two with them that knows their system, that can be their voice in the locker room. But if you are nasty and evil to those people, they're not going to look you up when they go other places. So just look around the league. See, all these guys are getting signed and go, well, why does he get signed there? Oh, mm. he coached him over there last year. Oh, oh, this guy was that coach. It happens all across the league. So understand, because. So
3: <laughs> smart. What you're saying is, is um, Mike McCarthy and Randall Cobb maybe didn't get along so well. I,
2: I think the deal was just too good to no, Randall Cobb. I, I think. Yeah. I think Randall Cobb was like, Mike, him. I love you. <laughs> but no you're talking about giving me another five million dollars they're about to give me 20 guaranteed I gotta go and I can't
0: no state income taxes
2: yeah. <laughs> i i
0: I have to imagine that Randall Cobb was pretty surprised Yeah. I maybe he wasn't I mean one year players five. believe in themselves players always believe in themselves but from one year five to three years thirty is yeah. it's an amazing turn and you know
2: like he probably, his agent probably called him. And was Like he said, "Wait, what?" God bless Bill O'Brien. I don't you know mean, what right, he's right, doing. Sign it. Let's go. Like seriously. Like I will drive to Houston. Which, I don't need a plane.
0: More power to you, man. Which <laughs> obviously, yeah, Cowboys need a slot receiver. But that's a
3: tough situation for him to be in because not only is he getting a lot of money, but he's now. I'm not saying he's the guy replacing De- DeAndre Hopkins, but. You know, somebody's got to catch the ball over there. And, you know, can you imagine? I mean, the Cowboys getting rid of... I mean, Zeke is the closest thing they mm-hmm. have to saying the best player at his position. Maybe Zach Martin. Zach Martin, Tyron, Zeke. If you lost one of those guys and then replaced them with just a,
2: you know... A Jack. A I mean, Dez, yeah. Dez no, Bryant... No, I call him a Jack, right? He's yeah. a little bit more than Jack. Dez
0: wasn't Dez when the Cowboys cut him, but they tried to replace their best receiver with... Alan Hearns, Alan, and a bunch of the, Alan guys nobody's saying? heard. Remember the, you remember the guy
3: that they brought into that um, he looks he looked like he was forty five years Deontay old. Deontay Thompson, Deontay yeah. Thompson, good run, but I mean I remember when he signed his thing. You know, we, he signed the contract. And we put it out there, and everybody was like, "Who's,
0: who's this guy? Is his dad <laughs> signed for him?" One of the more blatantly failed experiments in recent Cowboys history. What
2: happened? What? Is Noah Brown? What is what is No Brown doing? He's still
0: kicking here? around. Is he still is he he still spent, he spent the year on IR and I'm, he's been around the facility. He's still here.
2: Is he? What is that project? Is that? <laughs>
0: like, I I don't know. Like I that was a you know that was one of those pet cats from I was I I've, I've been riding the Noah Brown train, but like with a new coaching staff, I think that's a come to training camp and see what you can do type of situation. Will he ever be with the Giants? If he's released yes. by the Cowboys, you can't rule
3: it out. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a, probably a record. We're going to go another break here, but 40 minutes plus. And we really haven't talked about that
0: franchise guy yet, but we oh, will. The one that everybody in the world's tired of arguing about? Yeah, yeah that's true. It. All right, we'll go to break. We can talk about Dak.
1: Visit a John Deere dealer today and run with us. We are the official tractor provider of your Dallas Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Eh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too...
0: right above the subway!
1: Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the...
0: That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network come into an at&t store to find out how to get one of our popular smartphones for zero dollars down based on gws one score september 2019 back to the break
3: all right welcome back here to the final segment of the show and i got jesse holly david hellman i'm nick Eatman here this is the first time we've worked together this is pretty good i see your little tar heel stuff yeah. on there that so you were at Talk yeah. a little bit about that. You said basketball. You mm-hmm. played basketball, but obviously football, too. Uh, how many basketball games did you play in, though? I mean, would, did you play, like, a whole season?
2: Yeah. I, got, I was, like, the seventh guy off the bench. He was on a natty team. National championship team. Cut that down? Yeah. ACC regular season champions.
3: And
0: Marvin Williams played pretty well in
3: number
2: 24. number 24. (laughs) Without, Without him, we
0: don't get to that ACC championship game. Not to make light of a worldwide catastrophe, but kind of bailed the Tar Heels out of having their worst season ever, too. Man,
2: can't be nothing they don't have, right?
0: Yeah. There you
3: go. <laughs> I to tw- say they weren't going to win the tournament and go and go in there. We had already lost.
2: Well, we had, we had lost in Syracuse in the
0: ACC
3: championship. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, right. yeah that's right. They we, weren't. We no, weren't
2: going to the tournament. They weren't going, but like just nobody's
0: thinking right. about it right yeah. now. So you got when, that going when Duke for you. tweeted
2: out like they were withdrawing their team from the NCAA tournament, I, I tweeted. out, I was like, I think UNC should do the same thing Duke is doing. <laughs> so that's yeah, nice. we we've uh, we took one on the chin this year. No, that's right. okay. It's a, Once every twenty five uh, yeah. years is fine. You're still on, you're still on the national championship high. I,
0: well I might too. be might be the only sport that happens in 2020.
3: <laughs> I'm I'm on the national championship high. Arkansas won it 26 years ago. And <laughs> I still I watch the highlights on that all the time. It's awesome. All right, that he I mean franchise tag. Everyone knew this would happen, but do you think that that it's hurt this team when you look at free agency to like that it got to this point, that $33 million, they still have to sign them. If they could have gotten this deal done, do we see some of these other
0: players maybe that have left that are still here? Do we believe that having Dak under contract would change their philosophy? Cause like even with Dak on the tag, it's and that, I'm not here to tell you Byron Jones isn't good. That, that's a separate conversation. But like I don't, the Cowboys didn't value him at sixteen and a half million dollars. Mm-hmm. If they did, they could have gotten that deal done. That's that's the thing. Is like even with Dak on the tag, they have this money anyway. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing. I think you know they probably liked Robert Quinn at like nine to. 12 million, I don't know, whatever the number is, but I think the Bears blew that out of the water. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't think these guys would be here even if Dak was under contract. I do think it's pretty silly that we still don't have a resolution of this whole thing when we've known it was heading this way since January of last year. Yeah. Um, but do I think it would significantly alter their strategy about free agency? Not really.
2: No, I don't think so. I'm with Dave. I don't think so either. But looking forward, whenever the idea of football getting back to normal business with OTAs and all that kind of stuff, I think this may ultimately hurt this team because who's to say that Dak's going to show up to be a part of these activities? Mm -hmm. And I know that the offense is still kind of the same with Kellen Moore. Maybe the the language of it changes, but there's still a level of continuity that needs to be had during the offseason. Right now, guys aren't working out together. Guys aren't here working out. They aren't probably anywhere working out. So you have a guy who may miss an extended period of time with a new coach coming in, trying to get all the systems and the language and the verbiage and his thought philosophy on how we're going to do things, where the ball's going to go, all that kind of stuff. And he's not being here. Those things to me matter more than what it would have been as far as if he was signed, what we would have done in free agency. Maybe you spend more, you know, just human nature, when you got a little bit more extra money in your pocket, you know, when you get that bonus, you know, mm-hmm. things that you might not have gotten before, you see, like you know what, you know, all right, I'll I'll pay the extra twenty dollars for that shirt because yeah, I got Friday. a bonus. It's yeah. Friday, I yeah. feel good, you know. So, but I think future-wise, this may hurt this football team, and it, it puts it puts Mike McCarthy kind of almost behind the eight ball, trying to get his offense installed.
3: It isn't that kind of what the Dak and his agent are hoping for—that they can kind of hey you know, kind of push the envelope a little bit and say, yeah, we know this is a strain, so pony up. I mean, this is what we're asking for, and if he does, that's why people hold out in the first place. Right. And and if you just hold out, you know, if, if Tom Brady were to ever hold out in the 17th year of the of his career, it's like, all right, he knows the system back the back of his hand. But if Dak does it this year, he knows that it's going
0: to be a problem. So maybe that forces the Cowboys' hand. Which – I know we're I know the point of this is we're trying to escape the realities of the world, but I think this whole thing with the pandemic yeah. really throws an interesting wrench into this whole thing because yeah, I'd be right there with you. I'm like, team reports for the offseason on April sixth. Dak needs to be here. You know, the salary cap is gonna balloon and the cowboys need to do what they need to do. Like he needs to be here for the whole offseason if they expect to be successful. Off season programs indefinitely suspended right now. There's no, you know, April 6th is not currently the report date, and we don't know when OTAs and minicamp are going to happen. I don't think anything meaningful has happened with training camp yet, but. But doesn't that make
2: it even more imperative? Well, it. I, I mean— Because if we don't know, whenever they do give the go— That's a great point. Whenever they do say, okay, go, right? You know everyone's going to be scrambling. Hey, we're, we're here in the next couple of days. Let's get here. And that's going to be like, yeah. I honestly— I'm not going to be there. That is
0: an amazing point, and I, my, my brain hadn't gotten that far yet. But you're right. It'll probably be a lot like the lockout from 2011 where— Something, you know, something clicks, and 10 days later, let's go.
2: But I'll tell you this. Even during that lockout, because I was a part of that lockout, the Cowboys, Tony Romo, Jason Witten, guys like that, we worked out every day. Even though we couldn't be here, we worked out in Southlake almost three or four times a week. So while we couldn't be here doing stuff... We were still together. We were still putting in the work. Guys were still showing up, conditioning, getting stuff in. Defensive guys were there. DeMarcus Ware was there. All those guys Ooh. were there putting in the work. Who was the coach of that? Of putting that stuff
3: together? Yeah, this on the field, organizing, this is what we're going to do next, that kind of stuff.
2: Um, I would say offensively, it was a lot of John Kitna and Tony Romo at that time. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And Whitney. Witten was out
2: there too. He was out there. Yeah, believe, yeah. Whitton was out there, wasn't he? I, Nick is implying something. I'm no, not yeah, sure. I'm like, I'm really not. My, actually, I'm kind of serious me, on that.
0: Your tone of voice made me think you were about to yeah, make a point. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. no, yeah. I, my, no, no. My
2: memory serves really. me correctly. They were. I don't imply we anything. You yeah, know, we were, we were all. Roy Williams was out there. Patrick Creighton was out there. Guys like that. Sam Hurd. My, like all the guys that were that were significant guys were. there. This is a
0: really good point. Is like. It almost might be more important because you don't know when all of this stuff is going to click into place, and also, yeah, Brady I mean, James mm-hmm. was if, running
2: for the defense.
0: If Dak was under contract, he would probably be doing something similar. You right. know, he takes his guys to Orlando every summer and he gets these guys together. I don't know if he's going to be doing as much of that until he has a contract. We'll see.
2: But but into your to what you were saying, you couple him not having a contract, and we're in this global pandemic with this. You know, social distancing and not being around one another. So guys, guys might be saying because we don't know. Some people may have, you know, people who are in their family who have compromised immune system. They yeah. may have young children, and they're like, listen, dude, I want to be there, but you know, my girl has no spleen, or my mom who lives with me doesn't have this. whatever, or I have young newborn children, I really can't risk hanging out with you guys for a week at a time and then coming home and possibly... Because, let's be honest. If we're being totally honest. If they just... Let's just say Dax says, come on guys, we're going to Orlando. You think guys are going on the football field and then going to quarantine into their hotel rooms? No, no, No. No. No, no, no. no, no, no. It's not going to happen that way. Mm-mm. They're going to go out Right. Whatever's open. Yeah. They're going to try to find some way to have some sort of fun, whether it's a beach or something. They're going to enter cowboy, So, you know, what that also means, hey, I make a phone call. I, I know the bar shut down, but the Cowboys in town. Can we come in and have dinner? Can we? That's a realistic
0: thing. It puts a really interesting wrench into, like, everything that happens in an off season. I do. And I, I wonder, though. Like how much of this is going to be about economics versus like principle? Because that's the thing I keep going back to as well is, well, the new CBA that just got passed by 32 votes or whatever it was, you know, everybody keeps telling me that the salary cap is about to skyrocket. Like, you know, could go up by like 40 percent in the next two years. It's hard to know for sure, but it's going it's you know, it's usually a 10 percent increase. They're projecting way higher leaps. So, if you got to throw Dak a little extra money, does it really matter that much? And that's another yeah. point to Amari Cooper is like, that deal will be a bargain in no time. Right. And almost anything you could sign Dak to would probably be a bargain in no time. Especially, like, if the salary cap shoots up and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson come up for new contracts, which they already are, those guys, you know, we're talking about 40. Maybe those guys are signing for like 45, especially Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, I can't believe we paid Dak $38 million a year. But then 18 months from now, it looks silly. Yeah. So that's something that I keep thinking about is they can probably afford to do whatever they need to do. It's just, are they willing to and that's lose the, frust- the negotiation? That's the frustrating part. If I'm
2: Dak, I'm saying, are we, are we serious here? Like I've outplayed any expectation that you had for me. Remember four or five years ago, he was behind Kellen Moore. He had to have Tony go down and Kellen Moore break an ankle for him to get an opportunity to even get some reps in practice. And you got, you haven't, until this year, you just paid me $2 million this year for one year. Like, you got a a severe discount for the last four seasons. I, I don't even know why I'm even having to deal with a franchise tag and possibly not showing up. Because the discount that you are talking about, you got it for the last four years because you didn't think I was going to be what I actually turned out to be and saved your tails. I saved your tails because you had no plan. There was no plan in place after Tony Romo went down. There was no plan in place after Kellen Moore went down. I actually came in, and while I may not have given you the Super Bowl success that you wanted, I kept this thing from really sinking and going way left and gave you something to sell to the people going forward.
3: Well, what I wonder is is what was on the table last year in the in the off season. What could he have signed for? 31, 32. I feel like those numbers were out there. Yeah. What I wonder is let's say there was a 32 and he didn't take it. Now, and he played for two. So, theoretically he lost 30. Theoretically, I know that they do the, the contracts a little differently, but you know he was gonna make. He could have made thirty-two, and he made two. Is he gonna? Is he gonna get that back? Is he gonna get that back? Thirty? Million? Is he, by this bigger deal? Are you gonna get that back? I mean, think about it. What, what if he gets thirty-seven? You still got to get you know a six-year deal to get you know five million more to make up the thirty. I just think. I think he made a mistake by yeah, leaving that Yeah,
2: but if you do 30 last year on the front end and you prorate that through the course of a contract, he's not having to make up that 30 because he would have been – if he signed last year, right, for 30, and then two years from now, guys are getting 40, and he's still only getting
0: 30-something. Yeah. He could theoretically be missing that on the back end. He's missing that on the back end. So what, so much he,
2: what he'll get on this one right. will make up for whatever you – I assumed he missed on that front part of it. You know what, you see, know, you I, what I'm saying? I know,
3: I know what you're saying, but I just feel like if you would have done – I'm always about starting the clock, and that's the way I was with Zeke. Start the clock, get get be 28 or 29 when you're able to get another one. That's what I'm saying. Start the clock, get a deal, get another one when all this is going, and I still think the difference – let's say he's making 38 – in five years, maybe he's not the starter, maybe he is, maybe he only makes 30 or whatever, I don't think that's going to be as much of a drop as it was from
0: going from 2 to 30. It's, I don't know, I'm already getting myself tired here. I (laughs) I definitely, I at least somewhat follow your line of logic. And again, I think a big part of this comes down to principle too, where it's a you know maybe on Dak's part, but also his representation. Like it's a pride thing. Like we yeah. want to set a deal that's going to make us look badass. And the Cowboys, to your point, are like, well, we'll pay you, we'll pay you thirty four. But like, let's be real. Like, have you accomplished what thirty eight entails? And like, I feel like that is the difference of opinion. Yeah. And I I don't know who wins that argument. But What's the math on
3: two to th- to to thirty two? Don't ask me to do math.
0: But and if if four is
3: like. 200 percent right so we're talking like i mean 1500 percent from two to yeah. you know something like that that what my point is is that if you would have taken that then you start the clock when you get a new deal no, whether you. you go up or down it's not going to be 1500 percent of a difference right that's all i'm saying I, but
0: it was i it was in everybody's best interest to get this thing done The week after Carson Wentz signed his. They could
2: have signed him two years ago for like 20-something.
0: Well, they could not two years because he wasn't eligible until until January. But it's – I mean – I, you know, I don't think any one party is purely to blame. I think it's always, you know, some of it's on the team, some of it's on the player.
2: Money, 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 got got money. I just left. want
0: them to sort it out. We've got two minutes left to talk about one of the first ones that they did.
3: And this is a contract that, you know, it's not what have you done. It's what do we think you're going to do. And that's Blake Jarwin. Uh, wow. Damn.
2: No, I actually. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. Why? I'm so happy. I think I I I am a fan of Blake Jarwin. I think given the opportunity, he's going to. And I'm not saying he's going to be the next Antonio Gates, but I think he has the ability to give this team a legit middle of the field seam threat. I do. I think I think he has that ability, and and, and that's just what I'm seeing from a small sample size. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that they finally turned the page away from Jason Witten. Nothing against Jason Witten. He's a future Hall of Famer. I just got. St- st- Stop trying to stop. That 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 dog is dead. I mean, I'm sorry. That's, I'm sorry yeah. that, that that dog's okay, yeah, been dead no. for a while. And and we 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 there's nothing to do with the character and person of Jason Whitney. No, I, I love you. him as a man. I think he's a great dude. He's a, but at some point in time, you had to turn the page. And they kept like, it was like ugh. Thank you. I, Let no
0: Jarwin spin. Was, the, the phrasing caught me off guard, but I agree with your overall point. And I, in a small sample size, I looked this up when he signed. Thirty seven percent of the snaps, you know, th- uh, I think he had three hundred and sixty yards. Plays down the seam. He made the only offensive play of the entire Saints game down the seam. Week one against the Giants, touchdown. Yeah. Had a great yak play against the Giants in New Jersey. You know, caught it on like the thirty yard mm-hmm. line and somehow managed to score as a tight end. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Uh, I just his athleticism. You want to see
2: Coops and you want to see Michael Gallup's numbers go up. Yeah, start having a guy that can legitimately hold that safety down the middle, and then you can start pushing the ball down the field down the sideline. Also, maybe, and not
0: to say Blake Jarwin can't block, he can, but like, don't try to pretend that he's. Prime Jason Witten, either like get him off the line, yeah, get those him days doing well, that. Those yeah. days are
3: dead, and that's that's one thing that that if you want to say, well, can he block? Can he do that? Like Jason Witten did. Got to remember, this offense I think is going to be different with what the tight ends have to do. And Jason Witten yes. sucked
2: the last two or three years blocking. Sorry, no, he wasn't. No, I said prime right, Jason. Right, right. I'm just saying, yeah. And those days, those those tight end blocking days. Right. This is dead. not. This is not
3: what that offense is going to be. And if you look at what McCarthy's offenses were, those the fullback blocks a lot more. I don't know if Jameis Oliwali is the answer there. They did sign him. But I think if there are old school type fullbacks, maybe some in the draft. I don't know if there's any like that. Offenses don't really have that that much. Um, but I could see that kind of fit for the Cowboys as well because to get the wham the nose type blocking at the line, I think you'll see that from the fullback and your tight ends will be spread out a little bit more. So that's why, it's, it's a, that's why Jarwin Would fit more in this offense, and that's why Witten doesn't.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying he's Travis Kelsey, but I'm I'm very optimistic about what Blake Jarwin can be if he's getting seventy percent of the snaps. He can be a
2: five six hundred yard, four or five touchdown a year dude. Still drafting one tight end? Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, not early. Like I mean, I don't love this tight end class anyway. But if there was a guy there, round I wouldn't even want to do round three. But day day three, day three. 700 yards for Jarwin? Easy. Easy? That's not easy. Not. That's, that's after like I mean, 1,000 for Cooper and then Galloway.
3: There's a lot of yards to go around. I mean, mm, for Cooper. You got to remember. Yeah,
2: Dak is good. I mean, Dak took the step last year. He had how many yards? He, had, he was 40. 90 yards from being a 4,000 yard passer, correct? 5,000 5, 5, yard passer. Yeah. All right.
0: You got to remember, though, that.
2: Now, take every snap that Jason Witten played and every catch that he had that was a five yard catch and was a five yard gain. And now take those same catches and equate them to Blake Jarren, and it is at least oh. a five-yard catch in a nine or ten or twelve-yard gain.
3: I don't want Dak throwing for five thousand yards. If he they, if they throws for five thousand yards, they're going to lose. That's the that's
2: the name of the game now. No,
3: like, but it's the name of the it's the name of a of a if an average to bad team. Jameis Winston had more than that, and he did not have a job right now. Like I think that if you're throwing the ball all the game all the time, that means you're not winning. I mean, Troy Aikman never had those because Emmitt had those yards. So I don't. I mean, yeah,
2: but that was also a personnel of twenty one and, and well, I get two it. Tight I get it. But, but I'm saying, packages.
3: if they're you know, if they're not. If if Dak can actually have the lead and you know and they could run the ball a little bit more, I don't think he needs to throw for five thousand yards. I think 42, okay. 43. and that's cool.
2: But less I, less could be more in that sense. I still I still take how many catches do and had this year sixty.
0: Sounds about right.
2: So I, I take those sixty and I want to multiply whatever the number was by a percentage. I just think I just think the yak with Blake Jarrett. No, I is agree. Like, his ability to separate and to Whoa. actually catch it and run it after he gets it. I'm just saying it's going to be
0: hard with C.D. Lamb in the slot in uh, addition oh, okay. to Gallup and Cooper. <laughs> Wait a second. What? Witten's role is going to Dez, isn't it? Oh, stop. Oh, Please. Uh, All right. That's I another figured,
3: topic. I, we can end on yes. that one. All right. It's been fun. It's been a, a fun hour and some change there. Uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday. I think we'll be back in order here with our full uh, crew. And Derek and Amber should be back with us. But for you this guys don't week, want
2: me back. You don't want me back next week. Well, I
3: think you, you're going to be back. Uh, you're going to be hanging. We come your back crew whenever, whenever you want. Right? Yes. Hanging with your boys over there. All right, for Jesse, Holly, David, Hellman, I'm Nick Eatman. Thanks to everybody in the back for making this one work. We'll see you guys next time on the break.